This is Jeff Porter, head coach of the Vermont Bucks professional arena football team. Hello, this is Dan Elliott. I'm the athletic director at Mount St. Joseph Academy. Hello, my name is Tammy Landon. I am the current owner of the Gymnasium Fitness Center in Rutland, Vermont. This is the Inside Pitch, the Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together. Hello, this is Adam O'Coyne, sports editor at the Rowan Herald. Today is Tuesday, February 25th. I'm here with Tom Haley, longtime sports writer for the Herald, and our guests today are Fairhaven head basketball coach Bob Pernavost and Fairhaven assistant basketball coach Luke Vedney. And I'm just going to say, I am honored to be on this groundbreaking podcast where Geritol meets Pediasure. Because we got Bob and I graduate. We won't tell you the age, but you can you can do the math. We graduated high school in 1965, and here's Adam, just a couple years out of UMass Amherst. Luke's somewhere in the middle. So here we go. We're really running the gamut here today on the inside pitch. Um, how how you guys doing? Thank, thank you for joining uh, thank us. Thank you very much for having us. We're doing pretty well. It is the Geritol set. You're right, Tom Haley. It is the Geritol set. And we're here. How did we get here? It seems like you guys were rolling out the first ball in November, and 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 yesterday we were talking about the pairings. We got to eyeball the official pairings for the first time, and of course, uh, you are the number one seed, and you get number sixteen Lake Region. And I know you've seen something of them online. But before we get into specifics about Lake Region and what you saw, I want to ask you a general question. Uh, I, I was talking to the Eastern Connecticut women's basketball coach the other day, and Tuesday, tonight, she has a bye. Everybody else in the league is playing, and she has a bye. And I said, well, I guess you'll be getting out to a game on Tuesday. You're the only one not playing. And she said... Well, maybe 10 years ago, but now, no, I'll just stay home and I'll watch online. I want to ask you, is there something you can get out of scouting live as opposed to scouting online? Uh, yes, um, you can look at attitudes, you can look at facial expressions, you can look at size. Um, obviously, you can see schemes on tape. Right. But... Being in person, feeling the atmosphere, you can tell a lot more. Luke's in charge of a lot of our scouting. Luke breaks right. a lot of our film down. Uh, I'm sure he can address this a little bit better. The speed of the game <clears throat> on film is a lot different than when you're live. The film seems to slow us all down. Nobody looks as good when you're watching on film. Right. But when you're there watching it live, you can really see the speed of it. I do think there's something to be said to be to get out to get to the games and actually see, like Coach said, right. the atmosphere of it. And there's a lot to be said for getting to the games, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I thought, but Lake Region so far away, uh, you know, and, and probably they're, they're, it's hard to see those guys live up in the Northeast Kingdom, but whatever way you've seen them, what have you seen from them? What are they? Uh, what's the matchup like? Uh, we do have a tape on them of their Thetford game, which I believe was played last week. And uh, we, you can garner a few schematic 
things that they do. They'll play some one three one uh, half court trap. They'll play some two two one three quarters trap. They'll play some man. So we know they are multiple. Uh, looking at them, they may be a little bit bigger than us. Um, we may be a little quicker. Tape doesn't really show a lot, but we think we'll have a little bit better team speed. Um, once again, though, I've been doing this for a few years. We kind of worry more about Fairhaven than we do oh, yeah. other teams. And uh, we'll run our system, run our stuff, and if it's good enough, we'll win. If it's not, we get beat. But we do scout. We do get a lot of tape, but we still we're more concerned about us. We don't make a lot of – we may tweak things. Right. We don't make a lot of changes, especially now, this time of the year. Yeah, and, and this is a 16 seed with five wins. Yeah. Not all in yeah. 20. And, and I, I think they played Linden three times. They beat them badly once. I, I would call that their – Signature win. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at D2, I feel like there's it's a very deep tournament between you guys, U32, Montpelier, even, you know, Mill River is a five. And, like, that's a really dangerous five seed right there, too. Middlebury is the six seed. Middlebury, and yeah. nobody wants to see Middlebury. I mean, you got Tyler Buxton, one of the best athletes in the state of Vermont, and they get a lot of shots up. They shoot a lot of threes. So we were talking about that earlier, how this is one of the deepest Division Two brackets we've seen in a long time. It's got to be deep because you got uh, a Montpelier team that almost picked off Rice, and, and a lot of people that were at that game say they very well could have. And, and yet... To show you how deep it is, number 14, I think they are, Spalding. People think that's going to be a game tonight. It's going to be a deep tournament. Well, Spalding plays a D1 schedule. Right, exactly. So that's very misleading. Uh, exactly. And they're well-coached, and they have some good athletes. We saw them this past summer at the Castleland team camp, and we were impressed with them. So they're going to surprise some people. They get by tonight, don't be surprised. Right. My Montpelier is probably the most talented team in Division Two, maybe in the state. Like you said, they went toe to toe with Rice. They get the three seed. They've only lost three games all year, yeah. and now they draw somebody that played in the Metro all year long. You right. Know, we, we when we were looking at this two weeks ago, we were saying we could end up with Spalding in the first round, and MSJ in the second round. That's not very rewarding for a number one seed. You and, know? and you haven't. I don't know how good Milton is. MSJ has got to go into their gym, but I'm thinking a lot of people in Rutland County and maybe outside of Rutland County give the Mounties a pretty good chance. Oh, oh most definitely. You haven't played yeah, them yet with, with Maddox Trainer. No, this, this year. He presents a lot of problems. He can shoot it, he can handle the ball. You know, he gives them one, one added power figure. Right. Um, so, no, they would be very dangerous. Very yep. dangerous. Yeah. Him and Printy in the backcourt, now they have two really good guards. Yes. And that's kind of been our strength all year, is when you have a second guard that can handle it and score. Right. That's a big difference. Yep. So now you don't have to lean on one guy. Yep. You know? Yep. So MSJ is dangerous. This is Abby Bennett, softball coach at Proctor High School, and you're listening to The Inside Pitch. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together. And I, I know how you guys are. You don't like to, but, but we have to, and we're not gonna get you in here again before next week. So the auditorium, everybody talks about the, the, the auditorium jitters, uh, what it's like to play at Barry. Uh, 
I don't think that's something that we just throw out there to talk about. I think, I think it's a real thing. I think people do play at, at different at Barry, and and I know people are probably sick of hearing this story because I I've told it probably the last two years. But I think it's the perfect story to illustrate the effect the auditorium can have. Proctor West Rutland girls are going up there to play a final. I'm thinking all the way up. West Rutland's going to win this game. West Rutland is the better team. Then they played in the national anthem. And one of the stars for West Rutland is a, she's like a, a mess. Emotionally, she's too high. You can see her on her face and she, she can't control her feet and she's moving around. And I'm saying, oh, I'm picking Proctor. Pick West Rutland all the way up, on the ride up. I'm sure they're going to win. I said, this is, they're going to be out of sync. And that's exactly what happened. The offense was out of sync. They were out of sync. And Proctor won the game. And the auditorium does have an effect on players. And you guys have a freshman starter. Of course, the only difference here is I believe if you had taken Sawyer Ramey through the Pittsford Honor House when he was two years old, he wouldn't have been afraid. He just, he's just different. He just handles things. But the auditorium, and I know a lot of people love it. A lot of people hate it. I know you're one of the guys who love it. And like other coaches, unlike other coaches, you have a reference point because you played in tournament games in the Glens Falls Civic Center, and you love the odd. Absolutely. This is, Luke and I were talking, I think this is our 13th time going to Barry. Wow. It's a special, special place. There's no coaching done in Barry. It's the kids play. Kids can't hear you. The strategy goes out the window. It's a big court. Pressure takes over. Kids have to play, um, but it's special. On the back of our practice jerseys, we'll say we have Barry written on it. I saw this it. is saw where it. we want to be. From day one, we talk about Barry. Um, it's a treat. You're downstairs dressing. The game is being played above you. You look at the kids, their eyes are big. The lips are white. Nobody's talking. Uh, and then you walk up the stairs. You go to this holding room and they call you onto the floor after they, they clear it before the previous game. Nobody's talking by that time. Um, it is special. It's just like Hoosiers. They'll yeah. beat you, the bus drops you out back. Somebody comes from the auditorium committee. They'll walk you to your, to your dressing room. Um, it, it's got Hoosiers written all over it. Yeah. And I love Hoosiers. We play Hoosiers on the way up. Corny really? as it sounds, absolutely. Oh, wow. We play it. The kids <laughs> kind of snicker now. But I love it. And um, this is special time for us. And uh, it's a special place. And the Civic Center, you may play in front of 1,000 people. But it's it seems like there's only 50 in there. Right, right. And here at Barry, it will be crowded. And uh, it's yep. a special, special place. So I want to play in Barry all the time. I don't right. want to see it go to Vermont. I want to see it stay at Barry. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Barry, Barry is a magical place. Just listening to him talk about it, it's got my palms sweaty. Seriously. It's And we were just talking the other day. Somebody was saying they'd like to see all the divisions moved up to UVM. And I couldn't disagree more. We love going to the yard. The kids love going to the yard. 
it's just a magical place. If you've been there, you've understand it. And if you haven't been there, it's hard to explain it. But I think recently it was ranked like top three in the whole country for high school basketball venues. Mm. I mean, it really just has that like old school feel when you when you look at it, when you walk in there and it has to be. I mean, for for someone who's kind of been in the game of basketball for a long time, you know, being kind of having that feel that, that has to be really special. In order for it's you to a see. mecca. I think we could yeah. call it a mecca for for high school basketball. Yeah, Vermont. unique, old like you said. It's got a different smell to it. It's got a different feeling to it. And we always get there early. I want our kids to watch the first game, walk around, smell the popcorn. And uh, just take it all in. Mm. And, uh, it's it's funny that you brought up UVM and you wouldn't want to see it um, move to UVM because uh, when the Rutland High girls went to Patrick Jim UVM to play in the state final, I said to Aly Alyssa Moore, one of the players, I said to her mother, "This must have been a thrill for you. It must have been taking you back." to when you played for Proctor in the state final. And she said, no, actually, I was very sad for her because I got to play in Barry and she had to play at Patrick. <laughs> Some yes. people will not agree with that, but some of us do. I'd agree with her. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be, and, and the other thing is, I bet you guys don't take this for granted. Fairhaven, every time I go in that gym, boys, girls, doesn't even have to be a marquee game. It could be just some old sub-500 opponent, non-rival. The place is always wall-to-wall. -wall. The people go to the games there every time. You just look down, because I, I, I always cover the game from the the crow's nest, mm. or the wrestling room. Yeah. And I look down and it's just, it's impressive. I, I, you guys got to appreciate that. Oh, well, we have a tremendous fan base. Lou can address this, but in fact, Lou Badness, when he was growing up, would sit right behind our bench and look into the huddle. And I've got a picture of him as a little boy. Dustin Cummings, I could go back with some other names, Todd Roberts. Um, it perpetuates itself. It's just amazing how people follow that sport. Yes, um, we are. It's, we are still fortunate to have a great fan base over there. This is the Inside Pitch, the Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together. It's what people do in Fairhaven in the wintertime. Bob, oh, yeah. Bob Fredette wrote an article about this earlier in the year. Yep. It's what brings our community together. And between the two teams this year, varsity level, there's oh. one loss. It's been a great year. But it's not about the winning, in fairness to our community. They show up no matter they what. Do. But this has been a very special year for the basketball community in Fairhaven. I've never seen this type of support that our boys team have had. And, yes, They've won a lot, but I think it says a lot about their character. It, we haven't changed at all. Some of our personnel, for whatever reason, has just grabbed this community. And there's new little boys sitting right behind the bench looking into the huddle and following. And they look up to these kids on the team like they're their heroes. Right. They really, really do. Yep. And 
Our team has given our community a lot to be a proud of this year, and it goes way beyond the record. It's how they carry themselves. It's how they interact. It's how they treat their coach. It's how they treat their teammate. This is a very special group of kids, and our community has so enjoyed celebrating them. It has been fun to watch from an assistant coach's position just to see the crowd and how they have supported and embraced this group of young boys. I mean, they just it's been fun to watch. It's gone gone by real fast. It seems like like you were saying, it seems like yesterday we were rolling the balls out. I've never had a basketball season go by this fast. Yeah, well yeah, and and the success helps that, I think. It makes it fun and you're right, you just you just blink and it's gone from November to March and uh the other th- part of that that whole Slater Nation thing is uh, the way that the the two teams support one another. Oh. You know, those kids in the corner, you know, every game. The student section's been awesome at Fairhaven. And, again, to commend the kids, they really do come out and support each other, the boys and the girls. Adam, you know, new kid on the block, yeah. Massachusetts guy rolling in here from your last job at Bennington. One thing I'll bet you... I mean, I could be wrong because I know you pick things up quick, but one thing I bet you don't know about Bob Pernivost, head football coach. <laughs> he was a head oh, football wow. coach of the Whitehall Railroaders. I, I, knew you, I knew you coached basketball there, right? So I did, yes. And so I, you also did I, football. I, okay. I coached some football for quite a few years. I was okay. a freshman coach and then a JV coach and then a varsity coach, but then uh, – and I – Obviously, I coached basketball over there, yeah. too. And I taught history for 33 years over mm-hmm. there, so it was a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. Wow. You must have loved that story in Sports Illustrated by Tim Blade. It was amazing. when He came up and he brought us in, interviewed us. Uh, he was down to earth. And this is Tim Layden, who has written right. some pretty big articles. Um, yeah, it was fun to go back, rehash. We talked. We brought some other people in from the from the town, and they talked about names that went all the way back to the 30s and 40s, and that was a football town, a, a great football town. Rivaled the Fairhaven, or the um, MSJ Rutland game, the Granville Whitehall game was right. just the same thing. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it was a great I, was I know great that, 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 that. that was a great emphasis of Tim Layden's uh, Sports Illustrated story, was the rivalry with Granville. Granville right, right. Yep. Um, I remember playing in front of Granville, we'd have five, 6,000 people there. Oh, wow. And the same thing with the Roland MSJ game. Just uh, So it was, like, it was a great part of my life. So you're only like um, two years removed from a state title. Correct. What are what differences between this team and that team? Are there similarities, differences? Well, we're driven by three guards, um, a freshman and two juniors, uh, really coachable. Um, Game time, they seem to just take over. Not a lot of coaching during the game, just like a lot of playing. They make decisions that are phenomenal. They find the open man. They're unselfish. Uh, the five that we put on the floor, at any time, we can bring six, seven, eight kids and play them, but the five that are on the floor at that time play as a unit. Uh, what we preach, they take, and they do it. So And it's good. Sounds like... Your coaching is done during practice. They share the ball, yeah. yeah. And we constantly strive that. We don't have one kid dominating. All five share the ball, and that makes it tough to play against. Um, they bought into what we talk about. 
Yep. And their character allows them to play this way. They're not selfish. They like each other. And it's amazing to watch them practice how they, how they work off each other. Help each other up. They'll bang each other. They'll knock each other down. They're first to, to grab each other. And they've embraced it. Um, so they're a lot of fun to be around. But the three-headed monster kind of drives us. Yep. Yep. I, I know we've talked about the pairings quite a bit already, but is there somebody in the field that you think people might be missing? I mean, I, obviously we said, you know, MSJ is only a number nine, and we said they could I, be very dangerous. Is, is I, there anyone else? I don't know how many people are talking about North Country down in the south just because they're so right. far up, and they don't really p play a lot of the teams down here. But from what I've heard, they're very dangerous. Coach Prenovos and Coach Ramey have watched them a couple of times. I know they just just played Mount Mansfield real close a week ago, and – that's a possible matchup for us down the road if we get there and they get there. I mean, yep. they're going to have a tall order, whether it's Mill River or Hartford. Right. Uh, North Country, I think, is somebody that's very dangerous. Okay. I would say Hartford's very dangerous. Yeah, uh, Jeff absolutely. Thomas has done an excellent Jeff Thomas job over there. Is, yeah. He's a great coach. Uh, his kids play hard. Mm. They have some size. Um, do not be surprised if they do well. Right. Do not be surprised. I know their record is they're not even 500. But throw that out. But I've seen they're well coached. Them. I've seen them this year. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I and think they're, they're young. Yep. Got a lot of kids coming back next year. They'll be around for a while. They, they have that tall Seaver kid who yep. didn't right. start right. at least the game I saw him. And he might be starting now, yep. but he, I thought he was really impressive. He doesn't start, and when we played them over there, they led us for three quarters. Seaver had ten points in the first half off the bench. They had twenty points off their bench in the first half against us. I think Seaver finished the night with like sixteen and twelve or something. Mm. That's going to be a game tonight. There'll be a lot of people over at Mill River. They'll get their money's worth tonight. Oh, yeah. I could see Mill Mill River Hartford being a dogfight. Yep, yep, absolutely, and uh, just. Uh, Switching uh, d divisions for a minute only because they're seven miles away. Pulteney has a game tonight. Uh, I know you and Bob Kaluti probably uh, pretty tight, and I, I I think you even played in the tournament this year, right? Yeah, played we played Pulteney? them in Whitehall. We played them in Whitehall, Whitehall right? Tournament. Right, yep. right. They, they could have a dogfight in Blue Mountain, but if they win that, um, almost almost a hundred percent. They'll be at Proctor on uh, on Saturday, and that that that's going to be one tough ticket. There's not a lot of seats, and after what happened over there Friday night, I think when you have Levi Allen and Heath Mason, you're going to have the chance to win any game with yep. those two. But I, I, we've seen Proctor. We scrimmage Proctor. I love that team. They got two great guards with Crossman and McCurran, and they're so well coached. Jake yep. is a great coach. Everybody knows that. That'll be a fun game if that yep. happens, Pontley and Proctor. Those are two teams you almost wish that game could happen in Barry. Oh, I know. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Oh, Both I those teams could easily have ended up in Barry if they didn't see each other. Yep, yep. You know, we talk about D2 being deep. Uh, even though they got beat badly in the end, I think you might have been over there scouting. That Mount Ape team, uh, they're kind of athletic and They're very and athletic. I yeah. I saw North Country play them uh, three days ago. Four oh, days really? ago, And North Country impressed me. Mount Ape did, too. They're yeah. very athletic. Um, they have some size. They have a lot of size. So they could be a problem. 
yeah. in the future, depending on who they play and, and what the matchups are. But there will be a tough matchup for anybody. Yep. I think Division One is probably as wide open as it's ever been. Oh, I agree. Yes. Usually, you have a Rutland and a Rice and a you know Mount Mansfield. It's, that that division seems to have been top heavy for a really long time. Right. And this year, Rutland's going to Burlington tonight or to tomorrow play a team, night. They what? They beat them beat twice. Them twice. Yeah. They yeah. beat them twice. And that I have not seen Division One where there's eight or nine teams that you think have a legit chance to get to the Final Four. And this is the year. This yeah. is the year. I yeah. mean, I don't think anybody. Obviously, Rice is always at the, the top of you know, that everybody's gunning for, but they've been beat and they've been played tight all year. They have been. Yeah, South yeah. Burlington just He's, played them tight. Yeah, Montpelier. Uh, Montpelier yeah. played them tight. Mount Mansfield beat them. Yeah, even in, in Rutland too. Like Rutland, uh, th- when Rice came down to to play Rutland at CSJ, like that was a very close game for a while, and Rutland led it a certain point during that game. I mean, they they kind of, Rice took over and kind of they didn't they didn't run away but i think they won by like 10 or something like that so it, it was a very competitive game so yep. i mean even if, if Roland gets through tonight you know that could be a heck of a quarterfinal between those two teams right cvu's number two in the state and i think they beat rutland by like one rutland yeah. had the lead yeah. late in that game early in the year cvu's a really good team yeah. really well coached but rutland has played with all these teams i know they're a little bit lower ranked than usual but they they'll be a tough out Yep. Yep. A lot of people have been making uh, a big, big thing about Mount Mansfield, thinking that at the five seed they could be a team that could kind of really make a, a long uh, run in the tournament. I mean, uh, they, they've, I mean, especially you kind of mentioned with their, their, they just beat Rice. I mean, that's a team that could definitely get there as well. I mean, there's so many good teams in Division One this year. Mount Mansfield won't be afraid of anybody with their coach. He's in his final year, actually. The, yep, he's going out. Yeah, he's going yep. out. Jeff so Davis. that that could be a little bit of motivation. I was thinking and, that. Yeah. And he's one of the best coaches in the state. He'll have his guys fired up. They'll be prepared, and they won't be they won't be scared, no matter who they're playing. They'll be a tough out. But Division One mm-hmm. looks to be really exciting from right. the very from the very beginning. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think all. I think all four tournaments have, you know, the potential to be really exciting. And uh, Bob, just uh, doing the crossover thing again uh, with you in, in, in New York, I can remember when you would bring the Whitehall girls to Manchester for the K. Ambrose tournament, and your kids would be playing probably for the first time that year, uh, without a shot clock. It seems like lately, more more lately, there's been a lot of discussion, pros and cons uh, about a shot clock, and I think the only con really is, uh, is expense. Uh, but as someone who's been on both sides of the border, what about a shot clock? as opposed to not playing with one. Is it even a big deal? Um, years ago, I didn't like the shot clock. Years ago, I liked to hold the ball, play east-west. Did you play a, the ball. like a 24-22 game at the odd? We did at the odd against Burnburn years ago. <laughs> Burnburn had beat us, and we decided to go up there. They had, had beat us twice. We went up there, and we held the ball, and we were getting booed, and then we got some cheers. 
As the game went on, we stayed with them, hung with them. Actually, got beat by three or four, whatever. But I've changed a lot because the game has changed. Now the game is more north-south. It's a quicker-paced game. Right. There's not a lot of east-west. There's not a lot of swinging the ball back and forth. So the game has changed. So I think the shot clock would help the game. Yep. Right? Just because it's a faster-paced game than it, it was. Um, it's We have a term, play in uh, space and play with pace. That's kind of what he and I talk about a lot. So the game has changed. The game is up and down. It's more wide open, a lot quicker. So shot clocks, I think, will be the future. I think we're going to see it here in this state. I think we will. I yeah. really do. It's, yeah. it's going, it, will be, it will be coming within five years. That's my guess. Well, okay. <laughs> I would think. It seems like there's always one game yeah. every year in one division at the odd where Somebody will be up by 10 with five minutes to go, and, yeah. and they'll be passing it around the perimeter. And you might there'll see be a that. lot of grossing up in the press box. Everybody, we need Mr. a shot. Haley, you might see that, so be careful what you wish yeah. for. Well, that I'm, might be coming. That I might know. come with the Fair Haven <laughs> package. But until they change it, we still have that apart. That's oh, yeah, you program. still got it in your <laughs> That's, an, that's, that's in your playbook. We just of. moved it down a couple pages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sawyer buried that one. Oh, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy, he is. He's made some passes this year that just made us all rubber eyes. Sawyer's probably the smartest kid I've ever coached. And his ability to dominate a game has nothing to do with his scoring. And he can score. He's led us in scoring yep. plenty of times. But there's been times where he's been the best player on the floor when he scored six points. Right. I mean, right. he gets it at a different level than most kids. Yeah, absolutely. And he's only 15. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's kind of the way I think of, uh, and it's, it's, I know it's a different level, different division, but Joe Valerio. I mean, a lot of games, he doesn't score even six. Yeah. And I think he's valuable. So, oh, yeah. You but, know, uh, we, we scrimmaged Proctor early this year. and When you look at Proctor, you look at Valerio, Crossman, Starling, and McCurran. Yep. Mm. The four-headed guards. We have three, they have four. Right, and right. it was a great scrimmage. Um, a lot of respect for that Proctor program. And they don't have a Joey again. The, no. They don't have a big man. No. I mean, if you have a, if you said, who's your big man? They'd say it's Saul Parker, but he's yep. not a big man. But once again, the nature of the game, it's in, it's played with pace. Right. And it's played in space. And you can knock in threes. You don't need a big man. And they knock in threes. They do. And they want to go up and down. Jake's a great coach. So you can get away without having a big man. Yeah, um, and Jake does a great job with him. So uh, a lot of respect for Proctor. Here. Joey Joey has meant a lot to us, though. Yeah, and his ability to impact the game isn't always scoring either. He ends a lot of possessions for us defensively with his rebounding. Joey's been a monster on the boards, and he missed the last game <coughs> of the year up in Otter Valley, and we'll be happy to have him back Wednesday night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I mean. Uh, we should be in for a, a, bun a bunch of great tournaments here, especially on the boys' side and the girls' side. We'll get going next week. But uh, that's probably going to wrap it up for us today. Uh, we want to thank uh, Fairhaven basketball coach Bob Prendvost and assistant coach Luke Vadnais for coming in and joining us today. This is the Inside Pitch, the Roland Herald's local sports podcast. You can find our podcast on our website, our Facebook page, on Twitter, and on iTunes. With sports writer Tom Haley, I'm sports editor Adam McCoy, and we'll see you next week on the Inside Pitch. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together.